You're listening to Semper Reform on the Radio, where the Bible alone and the Bible in its entirety is applied to all of life. There are many people who do not want to hear the truth because it will shake up the false hope they have that they're going into heaven when indeed they are not. Christ is our King. Scripture is our law. Scripture and the laws of our country now collide head on. Now, just to make it clear, we don't bow down to Caesar. So what does Paul do when he gets his big shot at the Areopagus? Watch him. Now, not only has Paul not compromised in order to get here, but once he's here, he says, your worldview is wrong, your philosophy is wrong, it's not just wrong, it's an affront to God, you ought to know better, you're in sin. But the good news is, God has extended to you an opportunity to repent. All right, everybody, this is Tim with uh, Semper Reform on the radio. I just want to do a couple of brief announcements before the the show. And unfortunately, because this show was recorded last week, we, we did a live discussion with Peter Christian. There's a little bit of overlap. I'm going to introduce the show twice. But I just want to announce that we are partnering full-time with Timothy Kaufman. He's been on our show a couple of times, and he's an expert in Roman Catholicism. And he's, I, I think, I, I'm in agreement with his views on eschatology. So, and the eschatology just means the end times. So I am pretty excited about announcing that, that Timothy Kaufman is going to become a full-time partner with Semper Reformanda Radio. I want to point everybody to his blog site. It's White Horse Blog. Um, let me, let me just, is it .com or is it .org? I have it saved to my to my uh, favorites, whitehorseblog.com. And you can check out his his stuff on there. I think it's pretty excellent. He's an outstanding writer. So he's also uh, hopefully going to publish uh, an article or two on, on Semper Reformanda's blog page. We do have a couple of blog posts that are going to be coming up. So that that's what we've got going on. Also, uh, just keep in mind that we are part of a network and we're grateful for Tim and Len uh, allowing us to to jump on with them. Check out the the new website. It looks pretty awesome. Uh, you can you can go to your favorite podcast and just check out everything that they're doing, even if it's not us. I know I know that there's people out there who who don't like us, and there's people out there that do like us. And I think that that's pretty much the case with with anything and everything out there. So if uh, if you like some of the other podcasts, check them out. There's there's too many to name right now. I'm just not going to do that. But in this episode, we have a discussion with a gentleman by the name of Peter Christian, who is claiming that Paul Washer, John MacArthur, and Steve Lawson are all heretical. And this sort of centers around the lordship dis- lordship salvation controversy. Now, unfortunately, in this episode, we weren't even able to get to the lordship salvation uh 
controversy because uh, Peter wanted to give sort of the backstory, and then I I I really ha- I couldn't let some of the things that he was saying go, just to give a little bit of of what Peter said that was troubling to me. He said that regeneration is a process, and um, he he contradicted himself, stating that he was in the faith while being an Arminian, but stating also that if somebody dies as an Arminian, that they can't be saved. And so my question was, well, how is that possible? And it, you know, if, if, if you're in the faith while you're an Arminian, but if you die and you're lost, then obviously you're not in the faith. And, and concerning the, the I, I made a mistake in something that I said, I said that regeneration was a legal declaration. And, and I was speaking of justification. I meant to say justification, but what I was also wanting to say about regeneration is that regeneration is an instantaneous act in which God makes a person alive and gives them the gift of faith and gives them the gift of repentance. So I just wanted to correct that uh, real fast. There, so there are some other points that uh, just stating that regeneration is a process. I said that that's Roman Catholicism. Uh, Peter's view is not Roman Catholicism per se. I should have said that it sounds strikingly similar to Roman Catholicism because Roman Catholicism makes a distinction between initial justification and final justification. And so Peter's view is strikingly similar to that uh, just because it seems that he's he's uh, placing somebody in the faith while they're still lost. It's, it's The whole thing, I think, is a mess. We're probably going to do a, a recap of, of this discussion at a later point to go over some of the points that, uh, that, that Peter was saying. But the other thing that I want to point out is that Peter is adding the tulip to the gospel itself. So if you don't, if you don't believe in, in the tulip, if you don't believe in the, in the doctrines of, uh, of predestination election, then ultimately by his standard, then you're not saved. And so hopefully we're trying to keep the lines open with Peter. Uh, he does have a following. He does have people out there that are listening to him. And we're, we're hoping to be able to talk about these things more. We're, we're conversing a little bit on Facebook, and, and hopefully we can keep the lines of communication open. We will be back next week to cover the, the second half of uh, this this episode episode talking about lordship salvation and all that stuff. So, anyways, this is uh, our discussion with Peter Christian. Uh, I hope that you all can get something out of it, and uh, I hope you enjoy. This is going to be a joint podcast today between uh, Semper Reformanda and Semper Reformanda Radio, and uh, I have with me Peter Christian, who does a radio show. He's from Canada. Uh, Peter, Chris, uh, Peter, what, what's uh, it's what's the name of your radio show? Um, it's called the Grace Hour. It's on Block Talk Radio. Okay, so this is a uh, this is a sort of a joint podcast where we're gonna play this on Semper Reformanda Radio, and, and Peter's also going to play this on his radio show. I have with me Joseph Rios, who is a who is a partner, a co-host with Semper Reformanda Radio. Peter Christian was supposed to have another individual here, unfortunately, because of technical difficulties. That's not going to be able to happen. Hopefully, though, uh, he will be able to join us if he can figure out what's going on on his, on his phone or his computer that, that's not working. But 
the reason that we wanted to do this, I'm not really sure how how long this discussion is going to go. I, I I kind of figure that it will go a little bit long. So I'm hoping that we can go for at least an hour, uh, Peter. But I, I want to first say thank you for for doing this. Thank you for talking about this because. I mean, you, you profess to be a believer in Jesus Christ, and so I would extend to you the the title of brother. I, I do think of you as a brother in the Lord. I think that this is something that we disagree on, and um, hopefully we can we can work that out. I, I know earlier this week you said that you didn't think that anybody's mind was going to be changed, but you never know. When we go to the scriptures, the intent is to you know sharpen each other, so that that might be uh, possible. I do, I do want to make this caveat that I'm not really looking at this as a debate per se. And the reason why is because one of the things that you're wanting to talk about is the Lordship Salvation controversy that I think started in the late 70s, uh, went through the 80s. It involved uh, prominent teachers like John MacArthur. I'm not really too familiar with the Lordship Salvation controversy. So... I do reserve the right at, at, from the outset. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this now that I reserve the right to just simply say, I don't know. Let me think about that and later address something that you say on our podcast. And I'm sure that you'll be doing the same thing. The, uh, the other thing that I, I want to ask is that you would, that, that you would, that you would be willing to recognize that I am not wanting to defend the man over and against the Word of God. So we're going to be talking about some teachers, uh, Paul Washer, Steve Lawson, John MacArthur. And the the position that you're taking puts me in a position to possibly defend some of the things that you're saying negative about them. Uh, and I, w- I want you to I want you to know that my intention and my desire is not to defend the man of God, not to defend the man over and against the Word of God. I think it's pretty simple that we look at what these these pastors, these teachers say, and we test it with Scripture and we examine it, just like uh, the Bereans did with Paul in Acts seventeen eleven. So uh, that that would be my invitation to all of our listeners today to examine what Peter says, examine what I say, go to the Scriptures, be convinced of it for yourself, not to fall into the the mindset of Roman Catholicism or the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons where they, they exalt men above the Word of God. And if you've heard our podcast, we've, we, I don't really think that anybody can accuse us of, of having that mindset where we want to defend the, the celebrity pastor. We've called out Tim Keller. We've called out uh, Ravi Zacharias. We've called out G.K. Chesterton. We've called out N.T. Wright. We've called out uh, C.S. Lewis. I think we've called out C.S. Lewis. I'm, I may be wrong about that, but we've called out some prominent celebrity pastors, so celebrity uh, people who, when when we do, people really, they they get upset. And my, my intention is not to get upset with you. Uh, my intention is not to defend the person, but my intention is to go to the Word of God. As it stands right now, I am in disagreement with you concerning your your opinion or your impression of these three individuals. And uh, before we get started, um, I wanted to well, I wanted to start off by reading the quote from 
your the, the basically lead our listeners into how this all started. And so I'd like to start by reading the quote that you put up on your Facebook. But before I do that, let me give you let me give Joseph an opportunity to say hello. Let me give Peter an opportunity to say hello. Peter, would you if if there's anything else that you would like our listeners to know, your listeners, my listeners to know about you, um, you know, please uh, please feel free. And uh, let me let me just give you guys an opportunity to say hello. Well, um, I want to say hello uh, to everybody, and of course, I want to say hello to uh, to both of you, Joseph and Tim. And it's our first time meeting together, and our first time uh, having a discussion together over some theological matters. And um, I'm I'm grateful to be here, to be amongst uh, you guys, and before God, to be able to talk about certain issues that I feel is heavily uh, weighted uh, in the church. That I feel is leading uh, many people who are listening to such messages astray, not understanding fully the gospel of grace, but uh, living a life thinking uh, that they're under grace, but really are impressed upon them uh, by these preachers. A backdoor work type of salvation uh, message. Now it's it's a it's a tricky thing, and it's a it's what I call a lordship salvation message. And it's a, it's a very tricky uh, message because they mix everything together in the bundle, and we're going to find that out later as we talk. But we've done on my radio show uh, programs like this before, and I've had uh, other people on there, and we spoke about this topic before. So my listeners are aware and are used to what I'm going to be bringing up, and they're they're they're, uh, they're knowledgeable in the topic in this topic with the information that I'm going to be pre- presenting here anyway. But having said that, I, um, I do acknowledge that this is just a discussion, it's not a, a debate, and I do not wish to engage in anything heated uh, or anything that's of a debatable nature, uh, because that would never resolve anything. It's just rather a discussion, and I highly doubt that any of our minds will be changed by the end of this conversation. But having said that, it's always good to present the points, and I respect your view, and I know that you respect my view, and the at the end of the line, it's going to be up to the audience or whoever is going to be watching and listening. It will be them who will be making a decision based upon what we present here and based upon how God is going to work in our hearts and in their hearts. As well. so having said that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here and I'm, I'm excited for us to get going. Uh, Joseph, you might want to add a few things before we get on. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the discussion. It's a, it's nice to ha- be able to talk uh, where we can see each other's faces because we can and, and hear each other's tones. Uh, a lot of times uh, things come across more heated and harsher um, in a Facebook conversation. And so I do appreciate everybody taking the time uh, to, to have this discussion in a way where we can actually hear each other out, where we can reference specific things, um, where we can use scripture as a litmus and keep in mind um, always that um, that every careless word um, is what Jesus said. And so we just need to be mindful uh, of that. But I, I do look forward to talking about this. This is a an area of conversation where I've spent a lot of time. Uh, so um, so I'm interested to, into what you have to say from your own mouth. And, uh, and I look forward to, to hearing you. Awesome. Great. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. So th- the way that this all came about was on January 5th, uh, Peter, you posted a comment on your Facebook page that read, 
this LS preaches, and uh, LS for our listeners stands for Lordship Salvation. I actually had to ask somebody what LS stands for, and then I had to go and Google Lordship Salvation. So it's something that I'm not really familiar with. So I'm glad that Joseph and and, uh, Peter uh, know a little bit more about it. I'll, I'll be leaning on them a little bit more. But you said, this Ellis preaches, meaning Paul Washer, preaches to throw people into a state of fear and works based after salvation heresy gets thousands of likes for his for his gong show beneath. Okay, so there's a couple of uh, why don't, Peter, can you read it? Do you since you wrote it? There, there's a couple of um, typos in here. I have to go dig it back up. Okay, okay. Let me let me start over then. This lordship salvation preacher Paul Washer preaches to throw people into a state of fear and works-based fear after salvation heresy gets that after salvation heresy gets thousands of likes for his gong show beneath where he points his fingers at every single Christian every single Christian in the audience yells at them and calls them to check on their own faith because their works are unfruitful and they are not wanting they're not walking like Christ or living like a proper Christian. Damn heretical. Yet when we sovereign grace disciples preach against Arminianism and their false Christ and their false view of universal atonement made only possible by a profession, if that even makes any any sense, these same washer loving tolerant Calvies and unregenerate unregenerates are quick to shoot us down. If Washer can stand there and accuse the entire congregation of not being saved based upon evidence, based upon no evidence of works, then we can certainly tell a free will believing I choose God Arminian that presently (laughs) he is not saved. Okay. I'm sorry that I fumbled through that. Um, so you did. Let me explain that. Let me explain that a little bit more so that everyone can really understand what happened and why the the OP was generated to be as such. Okay, because that's uh, let me give you the backdrop of why I generated that OP. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. And then um, what I'd like to ask you after that is if you could go ahead and explain to our listeners what the Lordship Salvation is and why you're lumping Paul. So if it's not clear to everybody. Uh, in, in this, Peter has accused Paul Washer of being heretical, which would make Paul Washer a heretic. And I guess that centers around the Lordship Salvation issue, which you are claiming Paul Washer is a Lordship Salvation uh, guy. So if you could explain what Lordship Salvation is, if you could explain maybe the history of that, and then explain, uh, I guess if you want to explain the background, that's fine as well. Okay, sure, I'd love to. So give me a second. I'm pulling up up that that post that I did here. Okay, it was on January 5th. Just just so you know, just go to that date in case you forgot. One second. You don't really realize how much posting you do on Facebook until you scroll down the history. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, almost there. I had um, put an OP on my Facebook page, and it the question that I posed on there was this. If a free will believing I chose God type of Christian was to die in the state that he is in, in the state of believing he has free will and that he was the one who chose Christ in order for him to be saved. If he was to die in that 
state, and I'm going to call him an Arminian for the sake of it, is he saved? That was one of my questions that I posted on my Facebook page, and I got a lot of heat for that type of question. A lot of people start accusing me of condemning others for uh, asking such a question, asking, saying to me, who do I think I am for even saying that they're not saved? Uh, and a lot of people say, of course they're saved, even if they die like that, because if they believe in Jesus, then who are you to say they're not saved? Uh, I go back to them and I say, well, I do believe that if you are saved by God, that he is powerful enough through the transformation of and the renewal of your mind and through regeneration and sanctification, that he should bring all of his true elects unto the knowledge of their will being under bondage, that it's not free. And that they are an actual child chosen and elected by God. And these doctrines are all over the scriptures. So he would not leave one to die thinking that they have free will and that they were the one who were able to choose God. So that was my rebuttal. And they came back again accusing me of just being too harsh and not speaking with kindness and, and love and, uh, that I shouldn't even present, be presenting such a question. And so I would call, and these are the people who are calling themselves Five Point Calvies. And then we, I have the Arminians also coming on, you know, on the thread. Uh, so they're both attacking me for that. And some, some Calvinists would say, well, you know, Peter, even Armenians are saved. Now, they misunderstood the whole question. Uh, it wasn't for me to say Armenians are not saved. Even unsaved people are saved. It's just a matter of the point of when God regenerates them and they're going to become saved. But if they're going to die, they're going to die in that state that they've been going to church all their lives, but they think that they have free will and that they're the ones who chose Christ. If they die in that state, my question to them was, is that person saved? Was he actually saved? My answer is, of course, he's not. He might as well just be an unbeliever. He's just a religious guy until he's been regenerated, come to, a, to understand the knowledge of, knowledge of the truth. And if he's going to, when he dies, if he dies believing that he had no free will, that it was by God's grace who saved him and the tulip and all that stuff, then he's, I can say that he's saved. But otherwise, if he's out of that, he's not saved. So that was my argument with them. And they gave me a lot of heat for that. And so that's why I came and, and a lot of those guys, a lot of these five point Calvinists are lordship worshipers, meaning they're followers of people like Paul Washer, Stephen Lawson, John MacArthur. So I went and I pulled up a clip by Paul Washer and it's a very popular clip. And I think everybody in the Christian world probably seen it by now. It's called, um, what was it called again? It's a shocking message to the youth. Shocking, shocking youth message. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. And he used uh, Matthew 7 in that, right? Well, hold on, Peter, because uh, I need to ask some clarifying questions. Um, I do want this to be more like a discussion, so I might I might interrupt you a little bit, uh, and I hope that you don't mind. But are are you a Calvinist, or I'm not sure where you stand because you keep saying Calvies, and um, but then it it sounds like you're you're attaching the doctrine of election to the gospel itself. Um, I I wouldn't call myself a Calvinist. I, I call myself just a believer in sovereign grace, free and sovereign grace of God. Okay. Um, uh, and, but when and, I say, when I say, sorry, when I say these people, Calvies, when I call them that, I don't think they're true Calvinists because a true Calvinist would, I call them tolerant Calvinists because they were defending Arminians who are still 
an Arminian saying that they're saved, even though they're still an Arminian. So I call them a tolerant Calvinist. Okay, and and so you're attaching the doctrine of election to the gospel itself. You, you make no distinction there. So so uh, you're saying that that somebody before they can actually be saved. So it's not it's not just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. You have to understand soteriology and the the doctrine of election, the doctrine of the 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 process of regeneration. The uh, and what's I guess what I'm wondering is so let's say you have a you know a person who is who's basically saying that they believe that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. They believe in, in uh, th that he died on the cross for their sins, that he rose again on the third day, and they're, that by faith alone that they can be saved. But they have a, a slight misunderstanding, and they, they think that, well, you know, I, I – and, and you hear this a lot when people give their testimony. Well, you know, I, I, was, I was doing this, I was doing that, I was, I was just down in the dumps, and – Life wasn't very good, and you know, I started looking for God, and you know, I finally I found God, and uh, it changed my life, and you know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. You would say that that person is actually not a Christian, but they're 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 deceived into thinking that they're a Christian, but they're not a Christian. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say anything about that person. I'd have to further explore and talk to them and get to know them a bit more. It's not you can't judge someone if they're saved or not based upon a quick yes or no answer and when you testify to somebody or when you try to give testimony about jesus to someone when you share the gospel it's not as easy as all right well there's this gospel this guy jesus came into the world he died for your sin you believe in that you believe that you're a wretched sinner you believe that jesus christ died for your sin and if you say yes then you're saved it's not as easy as that it's always there is always a conversation and it always goes back to people asking questions like so why did god create us watch us fall into sin it always goes back to the sovereignty of god it always goes back to us having to explain to them the original fall of the sin between Adam and Eve. It always has to go back there. And then we can extract from that and bring us to where we are now to teach people their depravity, how they're unable to choose God. It always has to be included in our testimony when we share the gospel with somebody. Okay, so, so you would say, okay, and, and I, uh, I can appreciate that you wouldn't want to judge somebody on, off the basis of one conversation yeah. but i'm trying to find the to me it seems like a difference without a distinction because you're saying if a person thinks that they chose god then you're saying that that person is not saved and so i mean a lot of people go through this process where they come to to what i would say is saving faith in the lord jesus christ and for a year maybe two years they don't they don't discover the doctrines of grace and I'm saying the doctrines of grace just because you seem to not want to use uh, Calvinism, but they, they don't discover that. And even after they discover that, they might resist a little bit because there are difficult questions to, to answer about God's fairness and uh, that, that they would have to wrestle through. So during that time for, Give me one for a year. Give me one Sorry about that. The, um, I forgot to That's, plug in the computer. That's not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. Sorry, um, yeah, so I was about to die in you, huh? Yeah. Um, so you would say that, that during that time, that, that that person, though they're they're placing their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, uh, so, so they're placing the, their, their trust in Jesus alone for salvation, that they are not saved until they understand 
and and know and embrace the doctrines of grace and, and the doctrine of election. Let's just say for the brevity of time that we have right now, that's a completely different discussion because I know where that's going to go. We get into this. That's just well, you already you already on. answered in the negative. Uh, you already no, no, answered because okay. I wanted to I wanted to lay out the foundation of why I posted that. Okay, then then that's fine. We can go ahead and, and bypass that. I'm going yeah. to I'm going to say outright that I reject that. I do, I I do not attach, and I think that it's an error. I think that you're in error to attach the the doctrine of election to the gospel itself. And what I'll probably end up doing is we'll probably end up talking about this a little bit more on our show, and you can do the same on your show if you want to retract that statement. Uh, because I do have you here saying that uh, if a person thinks that uh, they chose God, that they're ultimately damned. And so essentially... Well, now, now I have to go and defend myself against what you just said. I can't just leave that hanging. Well, so let me ask you, you, let, you, me can, ask you okay. let me ask you this, okay? Jesus said, not all who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? Anyone who's professing still cannot enter the kingdom of God. It's only because... A lot of people will choose to believe. A lot of people are just merely religious. So let's go ahead and let's me, go ahead and reference that. Um, just just uh, just so you know, I don't I don't want to interrupt you. Okay. But, uh, Ma Matthew seven, Matthew seven. Right, 14, I, I know. I, I'm just saying uh, for, for for the future, if, if we're gonna, so that way our listeners can can follow along. So you are in Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three, I believe. So Jesus here is addressing a bunch of religious folks who are professing the name of Jesus Christ, who are calling out his name, and they're even casting out demons. They're doing miracles. They're doing wonderful works in his name. But yet Jesus says that all who say to me, Lord, Lord, are going to be able to enter the kingdom of God. And these people are not just standing around going to church and professing they believe in Jesus. They're doing works. They've given up their lives following the Lord in his days, doing miracles, casting out demons. Much more than what any one of us here can do, much more than what a Paul Washer can do, a Jay Mack can do these days. These people have given up their lives to go out there and heal and bless other people, casting out demons. And Jesus says, not all who say to me, Lord, Lord, and do these things can even get in. That only means one thing. Unless you're chosen and elected by God, you cannot, based upon your works, based upon your own profession, thinking you saved yourself. So when I say that a person who just says, I, yeah, I do believe in God, that doesn't mean much to me. I, I believe in Jesus. That still doesn't mean much to me. Your profession doesn't mean anything to me because you still have to receive knowledge. You have to understand of the grace, the doctrines of grace, how God saves the sinner and still be just and justifying the sinner. Because yeah. if, if God, if Jesus had made a such strong point in John chapter 6, the whole chapter 6, to illustrate to people, you did not choose me. I chose you. No man can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him to me. If he made such a strong impression upon these people that after he said it, everyone left him. And then he said to the 12, he says, are you going to leave me too? They all left him because of what he taught them, what he's trying to teach them. That you cannot choose me, I chose you. Taking away any free will that a creature has, taking away any self-righteousness that a creature has, that he thinks he can choose salvation, he can choose God. So if a guy was to go to, go to, if he was to die thinking that he, it was him that chose God, that it was him who chose Christ and saved himself with that mindset, he's not going to be able to enter the kingdom of God. He's just robbed God his own glory of his own gift of salvation to man. That's my point. 
Granted, we're all born into this world unbelievers or an Arminian speaking. We are all born into this world religious or whatever, thinking that we've done something good to earn our salvation. Or we can do something to get salvation. Every single one of us is like that. I'm not just talking. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I used to be like that. I was like that as well. But when God saves you, if you're a chosen elect, he will regenerate you and pull you out of that muck, out of that dung, out of that way of thinking and bring you to the knowledge of the truth, submitting yourself to him and teaching you what grace is about, teaching you that you are a depraved creature, infected by sin, unable to choose Christ, unable to save yourself, that he is the one that must choose you. You're dead in trespasses, dead in trespasses and sins, and you cannot choose God. He will bring you to that knowledge, to that understanding, because that that is what brings him glory. That's what salvation is about. God showing us that he saved us, that, that we didn't save ourselves. So if anyone was to die in that other state, I would say that they're not saved. Okay, let's let's go to Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three. Uh, you're right that it says, uh, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven." In verse uh, twenty one, let me let me see if I can pull it up. I don't. I I'm not able to pull it up right I, now. I have it. I have it right in front of me. I can read uh, through verse twenty three because I think that's what we're. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I have it right here. Let's just go ahead and focus on uh, on verse uh, twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now, I agree with you that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the, in, into the kingdom of heaven. But what, following in, in the other verses, uh, you, you, Joseph, if you could read the other two verses, I'm not able to pull it up right now. That's okay. Um, so many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many mighty many miracles and then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness okay right and so, then later it says but only those who will do the will of my father which is in heaven right verse 21 uh, says verse 21 i know what you're getting at verse 21 not everyone that said to me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven is that what you're getting at well i was gonna get to that but no i, I was gonna ask you a different question what is what is the basis for okay well since you brought that up let's just go ahead and talk about that um what do you what do you think doing the will of the father is it's to believe in the name of the son to believe on the one he sent and so yeah, exactly okay so if you go to john 6:40 uh, it says, for this is the will of my father, that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. Going up to John six twenty-eight verses uh, 29, uh, 28 through 29, it says, then, he, then they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. So, my my question is, I mean, that's that's the gospel that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you believe that He died on the cross, and that He's the only that He's the only means of salvation, and that you can't you can't earn it or do anything else. So, how are you denying that people? In, so, let me back up in Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three. The people that are being condemned are people who are appealing to their works as the basis for their salvation. And that's why on that day they're they're saying, "Look, I've done many mighty works, I've done I've done all these things," and and he's saying, "So so these are people in in churches, these are people who think that they're Christians, they're self deceived, and they are saying, Lord, Lord.' And I just want to point out that whenever a name is used twice in the Bible, 
it usually uh, denotes familiarity as if as if the person who is saying it knows the individual who's being spoken to. So that's why God says Moses, Moses. He says to Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. When Jesus comes to convert Paul, he, he calls out to him, Paul, Paul, and he makes him a friend of God. And what I want to know is how, how is it that you're attaching election to, because it, it seems to me like you're adding. So you're saying this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent and understand the doctrine of election. So believing, and, believing is, what, what is believing? That you, just believing that, in the person of Jesus and believing that, in that, that you that you know about. that you know who Jesus Christ is, the biblical Jesus, and that you place your faith in Him alone for your salvation. So, yeah, so I, I find does it. That, does, that, does that mean I place it on a guy that named his name is Jesus that he's thirty three years old or that he's six feet tall? What is it about him that he died on the cross? And if so, if he died on the cross, what did he do on the cross for me? Okay, that's believing, right? Are you what saying did he do? what what was on the cross that was accomplished for me? Because well, it's not you, just simply, simply, it's not, you can just not just say, okay, I believe that Jesus died on a cross for me, because you have no understanding what that, that is. What does that mean? What does it mean when you ask a believer, what do you mean when you say you believe that Jesus died on a cross for you? Well, he died for my sins, okay, but what does that mean? Tell me what, what that means to you. Okay, so here's what I want to ask you. Are you certain that the thief on the cross knew the doctrine of election? I mean, can, can, you, can you tell me that? I can't because it's not in scripture. Okay. Right? So the, the thief on the cross wasn't able to do any good works. And I know, I know that you're not adding works, but it, it's, it's actually very strange what you're doing because you're actually adding a, an extra requirement to the gospel. It's not, it's not works, but you're adding knowledge to the gospel. And this is, uh, well, I, I, I was going to say this is similar to what cultists do. I, I want to be more generous to you, so I'm going to refrain from that. This is this is our first conversation, but I don't see how you can attach the the doctrine of election to the gospel itself. All right, let me ask it's you something. Here. Let me ask you something, Tim and and Joseph. Out of a hundred Christians that come forth and say to you, "I believe in Jesus," are you going to say, "Okay, you're all saved"? Like, how do you judge who is a real believer or not? How do you judge if that? if they know and understand and if they give intellectual assent to the gospel? Okay, if they know so and understand, what does that mean? What does that mean? If they know the propositions of the gospel, that, that there's one Savior, that it's Jesus Christ, that they're not good enough to save themselves, and that, that they're, they can't do anything to earn merit, and that they throw themselves on the mercies of God, that's metaphorical, okay? I'm not, I don't want you to think that throwing yourself on the mercy of God is an act, but basically that they put their hope and trust in Christ alone for their salvation. So I, I find it very difficult to, to you, look you, at somebody. You realize, hold on, you realize, hold on, you on let me finish my point. It's also putting conditions into salvation. You Wait, just what? put conditions on it. By what, your believe, answer. Believing the gospel? By your answer, you just put conditions. You just said. What, what condition? The person, you just Wait, said. What, you, what you, conditions you did said, I put to the gospel? You just said, by examining a person, I would have to see what they're, what they're telling me, that they place their hope on Christ, that that they believe this and this, you just well, put conditions on it. Really, really quick, to be fair, um, it's not putting conditions on on their salvation. It's a it's a what I can do in far as reasoning a uh, you know a decision with my within myself where I think they might be. Because me believing you're saved doesn't make you saved, right? Yeah, so, that's, that's basically exactly what I was yeah. going to say. I'm not I'm not putting any conditions on the gospel. I could never have a conversation with this person. I could never know who they are. 
and so so just I, I'm I'm basically telling you what the gospel is. It's it's believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, um, outlined in, in in scripture that that He's the Messiah, that He's the Son of God. Uh, this is why I wouldn't I wouldn't hold a, a Mormon as somebody who who is a Christian because they deny the the biblical Christ. Um, but what you're doing is you're adding you're adding the doctrine of election to the gospel itself, and I I, I just don't see how you can do that. I mean. You're you're gonna have to look at the 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 jailer in in the book of Acts. I, I forgot the passage, but he you know he said uh, to to believe, and he went home and he he believed and uh, basically I I don't see I don't see a case for this in scripture. I think that you're adding a you know you're a smart guy, and you know the doctrine of election and it's something that you agree with, and you're placing that on everybody else that they have to agree with 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 it. And, and by the way, I, I want everybody out there to know that I do not believe in free will. I believe uh, in the bondage of the will. I, I believe that you are in bondage to your sin prior to salvation and that you really can't do anything but but sin continuously in your that you're an enemy of God. I, I do believe that regeneration precedes faith, but I don't believe that a person has to know that regeneration precedes faith or even agree with that to actually have faith in Christ. And uh, I mean, we can go to, you know, first John where it talks about where John's writing to encourage believers that they may know that they're saved. And let me, let me just go ahead and pull this up real fast. So that way I can, I can make this point. First John chapter two, verse three, it says, and by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Now, right there, a Roman Catholic is going to butcher that. A Roman Catholic is going to think that that's a works-based uh, salvation, and that that's adding to that that's adding to the gospel. So that's that's what the Galatian church faced with the Judaizers coming in. Uh, if anybody wants to go back and listen to Semper Reformanda Radio episode nine nineteen, I addressed that a little bit. But if we go to First John chapter three verse ten, let me see. Uh, actually, it's a uh, 23. Um, let me pull it up. I apologize. I, I meant to copy this verse, but in okay. we're we're really taking a lot of time out of our lordship uh, discussion as well. So, okay, that's fine. Let me let me just find this verse. In the meantime, why don't you tell me what lordship salvation is? Why don't you tell our listeners what lordship salvation is? Okay. And, so so. Oh, can I interrupt you when I find this verse? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. So. Like I said, I posted what I posted about uh, a heavy attack on my thread about me posting that if an Armenian dies as an Armenian, I highly doubt that he's saved. I would say that he's not saved because God will not allow you into the kingdom thinking that you're the one who chose your way in there. That just drops away his grace. That's works. And if it's works, it's no longer grace. And we're saved by grace through faith alone. Okay. So after I posted hey, that. Let me, uh, all right, I'm, I'm listening to you. Let me just uh, cite this verse. And, and first John Three verse twenty-three. We John tells us what what it is to obey the commands of God, uh, and he says, "And this is His command that we believe in in the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another." So believing, so he, he's trying to give assurance to self, uh, to to people, and he says, "This is this is it. Believe, believe in 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 the Christ, and you'll be saved." So I just wanted to 
I just uh, and here here's the thing. So you want to move on to the lordship salvation stuff, and we can certainly do that. I I, I agree that we should, and and by all means, Peter, you have the freedom, the free reign to tackle this on your show at a later time, dissect what we're saying, and and we'll do the same. So we'll just go ahead and leave that there, and uh, and move on to the lordship salvation stuff. Um, so let's let's go ahead and do that. I'll, I'll let you finish uh, what you're right. saying. All right, that's good. Let's go back to originally when you were quoting me off my posting here for this shocking use message the reason why i posted that was because of the attack that i got when i said that some people are accusing me of pointing my finger at an arminian saying that he's not saved he dies as an arminian so i posted this new thread and i said this lordship preacher who was paul washer and i posted the link of his message there so I said, this lordship preacher throws people into a state of fear and works based after salvation heresy. He gets thousands of likes for his gong show, whereby he points his finger at every single Christian in the audience and he yells at them. And he calls them to check out their own faith because their works are apparently unfruitful. They are not walking like a Christian ought to be walking. And I said, that's damn heretical. Uh, and then I said, yet when we sovereign grace disciples, people like myself and other ones that I know, preach against Arminianism and their false Christ and their false view of universal atonement made only possible by profession, if that even makes any sense. Um, these same washer, Paul Washer-loving, tolerant Calvinists and unregenerates are quick to shoot us down. What I was trying to compare and point out is that Paul Washer can stand there and point his finger at people and saying, check yourself out. You're not walking as a Christian. Look at the way you're living. Are you monitoring your life? Are you are you walking as uh, as you should be? Have you given yourself fully to the Lord? Or have you surrendered com completely to the Lord? Have you made the Lord? Uh, have you made Jesus your Lord? Uh, are you doing things that He's asking of you? So He's pointing at them and asking asking these people, check your works, check your activities in your life. Are you walking like a Christian? Are you showing fruit? Are you so he's making people look at them themselves rather than looking into Christ as their only salvation, as their only hope, as, a, as their only faith. But now they're looking, they're always checking upon themselves. So granted, granted that he, left, he leaves that kind of a message. So I pointed to the people who are accusing me before the other thread. I said to them, well, look at this guy, Paul Washer. He's pointing to these people and he can get away with this kind of a message. Why is it that when I point to an Arminian, I said, if you die, believing that you're a free will believer, that you chose God, you're not going to go to heaven. So you better change your, your attitude, change your mind, read the Bible and learn about grace. Why am I getting heat for that? But when Paul Washer points at people and accuses them of being a false Christian because of how they're walking in their faith, he gets hundreds of thousands of likes. That's my intent of the, the posting, right? So now that leaves us, and that's when you saw my posting, you're like, okay, uh, what's a lordship preacher? What, what do they teach? And now we're here at this uh, on this show talking about lordship salvation. So let me explain to you what well, lordship before, salvation is. Before we do that, can I can I answer your question? Because you said like why? I mean, if, from your from your vantage point, it, it appears to be a double standard. And so you're you're looking at you're basically saying, well, if people were consistent, then they would be calling out Paul Washer in the same way that they're they're calling me out, or they wouldn't be calling either one of us out. Is no, that right? No. No, I didn't, I, I, that's not my point was to compare and say why, why, why. It's just my point to show them that they're hypocritical for pointing a finger at me, but while at the same time they can sit there and listen to Paul and give him a like. 
Right, and that's a, that's a double standard. So let me let me answer. It's not, it's not a double standard on my part. No, 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 yeah. Oh, right. for them, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, I agree with okay. you. I agree right. with you. Yeah, you were pointing out that they are holding a double standard. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, let me let me see if I can take a stab at this, and then you can take it or leave it, and you can go on to explaining what what lordship salvation is and why why you are placing Paul Washer in that camp. Um, Paul Washer did not accuse anybody of being unsaved. So, so that's, that's the first thing that I want to want to correct with what you're saying. He did not accuse anybody of, of being, not being a Christian. What Paul Washer was doing was he was actually, and now I, I listened to the message and one of the things that I don't want to be accused of right now is defending the man, defending Paul Washer. I'm just going to, for the sake of integrity and for the sake of honesty, I'm just going to point out that, you know, he didn't accuse anybody of being unsaved. What he was actually, and the difference between you is you're actually adding elements to the gospel. And what Paul Washer is doing is he's calling people to examine themselves in the light of, in in the light of the gospel. He's calling them to examine themselves. And, and what he's actually calling out is hypocrisy. This is exactly what ja- what James chapter two is about. He's calling out hypocrisy. This is exactly what First John talks about. And when he talks about the the fruits of salvation, I believe that that you are to examine yourself first. Uh, examine yourself to see if you believe uh, the the gospel. To to see uh, examine what you believe, and then you're supposed to you know, like like James would would say. Uh, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? Now, th- and that's a. Let me go ahead and pull it up, just because we we need to, uh, for the sake of our audience, we we definitely need to try to. Uh, whenever we we quote a scripture, we definitely need to try to reference it. So that's in James chapter two, starting in verse fourteen. It says, "What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him?" Now. If, if James had asked, James is, is, is asking a specific question. He, he's talking about people who, who make a profession of faith, but their lifestyle is, is completely contradictory to what they're, what they're professing. And if, if the question was, uh, can faith save him? Well, the, the, the answer is certainly yes. But James asks, can that faith save him? Can that profession of faith save you? And James in James chapter 2 Verse 14 through the rest of the chapter 26, verse 26, James is, is confronting the issue of hypocrisy. And that's exactly what Paul Washer, so Paul Washer has not altered the gospel at all. As a matter of fact, uh, it, in, in his sermon, he, he says that, that salvation is by faith alone. But then he, he, he gets the, the soteriology, which is the order of salvation, wrong. He says uh, faith is preceded and followed by repentance. And later he acknowledges in another video that that's wrong. Um, because regeneration precedes faith and it pre- precedes uh, repentance. So he acknowledges that he's gotten that wrong or that, that he said that wrong, but Paul Washer has not fundamentally altered the gospel, and you have by adding an element to the gospel, which is knowledge. I mean, it's almost like Gnosticism. Unless you're enlightened and, and you have secret knowledge, or it's not secret knowledge, but it's, it's, a similar, uh, it's similar to it because you're, you're saying unless you have this knowledge, um, you can't be saved, and it's it's knowledge that's 
that's fundamentally not part of the gospel that you're adding to it, which is the doctrine of election. So I'm submitting that to you, that it's really not a double standard, and that that maybe this is what people are trying to point out to you, is that Paul Washer is not altering the gospel. He did not add works at all to the gospel. He's calling people to examine themselves in light of Scripture, and he's, he's calling them, he, he's basically saying um, it's possible and it's likely. And it's really funny that you asked me, if a hundred people come up to you and say, oh, I'm a Christian, what would you say? And I said, well, I wouldn't just believe that they're all saved just because they say so. And yet that is, that's exactly the same thing that Paul Washer's doing, and you're finding fault with him. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and explain to me what, what you think the Lordship Salvation controversy is. I, I really don't. I, I know that it started in the 70s and, and went through to the 80s, and and maybe Joseph can can. Uh, my so time. I think, I think uh, Joseph wants to jump in. I think he wanted to have some. Uh, no, I just okay. want to read a passage real quick because um, I think this is a uh, this is like the um, the point of tension. Um, so it's going to be First John uh, chapter two uh, verses three through six. Uh, by this we know we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his words in him, the love of God has been perfected. By this we know we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought to himself walk in the same manner he walked. Um, so I'm, what I'm, not, I'm obviously not advocating a works-based salvation, but, uh, but in First John he provides um, – evidences or proofs or, or, you know, encouragements. Um, I would argue from the, from the get-go that our good, our good works are a grace from God. Um, any good works that we do that glorify God are a grace from him and they're still not from us. Uh, we just are, are the, the tools that are being used to do it. Um, but, but that, that doesn't erase um, this passage. So um, I want to hear what you think on, on lordship, but, uh, but you had brought that to mind when, uh, in, in the way that you, uh, that you had criticized Paul Washer. All right. So I know that you haven't had much look into this lordship debacle. I've listened to Paul Washer many times and for quite a few years. And when I first came into the faith, I was in a mini and Pentecostal background. And it was listening to Paul Washer that pulled me out of that because I saw a lot of vain will worship in this Pentecostal church. Wait a minute. I'm I'm going I'm I'm going to apply your standard and and point out that you're that you just made a contradiction. When you first came into the faith, you were an Arminian. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? By your own standard, you you weren't in the faith as an Arminian. When when I first came to hear of Jesus Christ, now wait you you're not understanding what I'm trying to say. Well, no, I'm not, I, saying, it's a, I'm, it's not a, saying that, I'm not saying that Armenians are not saved. I'm saying if they die as an Armenian, they haven't shown any proof of regeneration. Therefore, they're not saved. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So now somebody, so now somebody needs to show proof of regeneration in order to be saved. They have to be out of that Armenian free will. I believe I chose God state of, state of mind because they're just a religious nut, as far as I'm concerned. So, again, how, how are you in the faith and an Armenian? Let me, let me ask a question real quick. Um, have you ever heard the, uh, the phrasing, um, you know, um, it's, uh, oh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. But anyways, um, the, the, like, like most Armenians aren't, aren't consistent, right? Like, so one of my favorite questions to ask somebody who holds our Armenian position is, have you ever prayed that somebody be saved? And when they say yes, ask why. Um, 
but they do that. I think that I wonder uh, would uh, would you like let, let's say that's where somebody is. They 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 think that there's some kind of a will or whatever. People make decisions, but they pray to God, knowing that He's in sovereign control of all things. And they're just not connecting the dots. Like they're in between. They definitely believe God is sovereign and He's in control of things, and they just can't like their brain can't work it out. Um, that is that person in the in the same place. He's praying to God like He's sovereign and complete control, and He wants they want Him to save someone. Um, how does that work? They're lost. They have no understanding of what scripture is. They have no understanding of their bondage of their will. They don't understand that, you know, they're lost. They're confused in their theology. And God is not a God of confusion. He does but, not leave us. But right now you said that you're not saying that Arminians are not saved. So you, you contradicted yourself again with a later statement a few minutes ago. So how are you, how are you reconciling those two? Yeah, like I said, an Arminian, when he dies as an Arminian, he's not saved. Okay, as, wait, hold, hold on though. Hold on though. I can't say what he is saved or okay. not. There's, let's just say, let's just say, in a Pentecostal church, there's a hundred of them in there. I don't know who's an elect or not. Okay, you're, you're right? adding, you're you adding really an. Arb petty, you really want to be petty with my choice of words? No, 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 no. Hold, hold on, hold on. Well, let, let me finish what I'm trying to say because well, I can't well, finish it. Okay, but when, when, hold I on. Let an, me, let I was an atheist. I was an atheist when God started regenerating me and bringing me into the faith, coming to know Jesus Christ. I started going to. Catholic church, and then I went to a Pentecostal church. Then I heard other sermons, and slowly it started changing me. When I read the Bible more, it started changing me. The Word of God, the doctrines of grace, His grace started changing me and maturing me from milk to meat. And when I came out, when I came to the knowledge of grace, I left that free will, I chose God-believing mindset, and I went to a grace-believing church. So I know that when God saves you, He brings you through this process of maturity from milk to meet, to understanding grace and leaving this free will having doctrine. See, so when anyone is to be left in that kind of a state and they die like that, that's what I'm saying. If they die in that state, is what I'm saying. Okay. If okay. I hear you. Okay. I, I hear you. I need to ask some questions about that. Are you saying that regeneration is a process? Yes, of course. That's heretical. And, yeah. and, and well, it is, and I'll have to address it later on my show. But are you saying that the, because that's actually what Rome teaches that that there, because the, the Protestant view is that regeneration that that we are regenerated at the moment of faith that that God regenerates us and that we have faith and that we that we're eternally secured. And Rome teaches that there's a process of regeneration, and instead of adding works to it, you're adding knowledge to it. That that's that's heretical, and you're you're saying that if a person dies in that state as an Armenian, that they would go to hell. Well, then at any point from, from the time that they're an Armenian to the time that they die, they are not saved at any point because, I mean, you could die at any point. So my, my you know, uh, and, oh, well, hold on, hold on. The, the other thing that I have to say is, okay, let's everybody take a breather because I am not being petty. I, I want our listeners out there to know that I'm not trying to be petty and, and picking at your words. I'm, I'm using a, a, an ad hominem reply, which I'm taking your standard and I'm applying it back to you. And, and I'm, I'm deducing from it either contradictions or positions that you yourself would reject. And I'm showing that you're contradictory. And what, what, you are, what you're talking about now, because regeneration is a legal declar declaration from God that, that you are that you are saved, that you are that you are am na named among his elect. So I'm asking you, how could you be in the faith 
and be an Arminian because you've already said that Arminians, if they die in that state, that they're not going to be saved. And, and if they died at any point in that state until they understood the doctrine of election. So it's an arbitrary distinction that you got to get off this. You got to get off this, this election thing. That's not what I'm talking about. This when Christ, what Christ did on the cross for us is what I'm talking about. The imputation of justification of righteousness, uh, being imputed to us that we're justified to his death, that we're sanctified, that we may holy in him. All that stuff is knowledge that God gives us to know. I'm just not talking about election. I'm talking about what we've been given to know about the works of Christ. Believing in Christ is to believe that he is our justification, that he is my righteousness, that he is my, that he is my sanctification, that he is my holiness. Okay, so, All of that, that's believing in Christ. Well, so really quick, um, um, maybe maybe two things. Um, so I think that the the the, the point um, that he's that he's uh, but, ref referencing is when you say you know um, the the process of regeneration and getting to that point. So what I, what I don't think you're saying, and I just want your clarification on this. Um, um, I don't think you're saying that somebody can be started to be regenerate and die after starting to be regenerate and not be saved. Is that what you're saying? If they're an elect child of God. They're yeah. going to be fully brought to the knowledge of yeah. the truth. So, so are there people who are, who are, so that's when we, I, I'm, I'm trying to focus on regeneration just so I can clarify that from everything else. Mm -hmm. um, the, is, are there anybody, is there anybody that ever existed that has gone through the process of regeneration for any period of time that dies in their sin and goes to hell? Dies in their sin and goes to hell? Yeah, so well, can you like start being regenerate but not quite get there and then die, die and go to hell? Like this, this, can you be regenerate at all? And um, and not be elect. I don't. I I can't place God in a box and say he can't. He can't just quickly turn someone just like that. And other people, he works differently. Yeah. So so for, so, so, yeah. so for the thief on the cross, immediately for someone like me, it was pretty fast. Other people have been in a minion for ten years and they get brought out. Some brothers I know who were a Lordship Salvation follower for twenty five years, hardcore, and they got brought out into disgrace, believing. Yeah. The, 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 one of the reasons why I ask is because when you're born again, that's not a uh, being born, you know, it's, it's, I guess you have birth pains, but Jesus is actually talking about being born again, not the, not the long process leading up to that. Um, it doesn't, it, it, I don't see a representation in scripture um, where somebody's going through the process. Now, you're, you're saying that they need to understand um, the, these, the, the imputated, um, all of these things. I would say that everybody's saved in the same way throughout scripture, right, by faith. Um, and so that means David was saved the same way that, that people are, uh, now are saved. Now we have a different, uh, we have, we've got more, re, more revelation to work with than David did. But David was saved by Christ's atoning work, just like I'm saved by Christ's atoning work. But he has absolutely no knowledge of uh, the doctrine of what he didn't have Romans, right? Um, so so I, can't, I can't hold that standard consistently throughout Scripture. He had faith in God and his promises. He, promises knew, that Christ, he knew that Christ was his righteousness. Right. Yeah. yeah, he, didn't, yeah. yeah. And he, he didn't, knew he yeah. knew that God chose him, right? He knew that he was the elect child of God and that chose him. Yeah. He knew that so, Christ is death, Christ's death on the cross, that Christ is the redeemer, meaning that Christ's death satisfied the laws and the requirements, the requirements of the law satisfied justice. He knew that he was redeemed yeah. in Christ. And Arminian does not understand redemption. He no. thinks okay. that redemption is so, still something that's to come. He has to work it out himself. Uh, okay, let, let me to believe in order to be let, let me uh, let, let me let me just uh, say this: that your what you espoused earlier about regeneration being a process uh, is is heretical. And uh, 
we're, we're going to have to address that on our show. I'm, I'm calling you to repent of that. And the other thing is that um, I'm going to just point out your inconsistency in saying that you were in the faith while being an Armenian. But if you died as an Armenian, then you would have gone to hell. But so I never, I, I never said I would have died in, 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 as an Armenian if I'm, I, I'm an elected child of God. Okay, he, he but, but if, if you died, if, if an Arminian dies while being an Arminian, according to you, they go to hell. So what I'm saying is that if you had died as an Arminian, you would have gone to hell, yet you've, you've stated that you were in the faith, and, and that's contradictory. So let's go ahead and continue. You know, that way you can, you can have time to digest this stuff. I'm going to try to send you some stuff online. Uh, that that outlines. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a really good message by John Robbins. I, I don't know if you can find it on the Trinity Foundation, but I'll go ahead and ask Tom Geodatus if we can put it up on our on our show, in which John Robbins talks about regeneration. Uh, Rome making a distinction between your your regeneration now and final justification, and that's basically the same distinction that you're that you're making right now. So I would encourage you to listen to that. Let's just go ahead and continue for the sake of time into uh, what you were going to explain about the Lordship Salvation stuff. And, uh, and I did have some, some other questions about your comments about Paul Washer. I don't know if, as a matter of fact, I'm probably going to say let's not get into Steve Lawson and John MacArthur just for the sake of time because I believe that we're already over an hour and, uh, and that way we can just, if you'd like to talk about those guys another time, we can do that as well. But I pretty much feel that if you, if you're lumping all of these guys into the same category, if I just address one of one of the views, then that should be enough. Because let if, me if, ask you again. Let me ask you again, Tim. Because it looks like you're sitting here playing judge and, and pointing the finger at me when well, I can just say the same thing about you. Okay, your easy believism needs to be repented of. Let me ask you something again. I ask you: a hundred Christians walk up before you. How do you determine who is real and who's not? If they believe the gospel. Okay, so you put a condition on it, right? Uh, how is it? There, how, well, there, there is a condition for salvation. There is a condition for, condition for salvation. If there is, then we've, then we've earned it. How, no, no, what no, is no, the no. condition for salvation? What is the well, condition? No, no, no. Just, just, just because but, there's a condition doesn't mean we've earned it. It's the, the, the condition exists, but it is given to us by the grace of God that we would perform it in the first place. Yeah. So just as we're commanded to repent and believe, we can't do that on our own. It is by God that we do that. It is by His grace. Wait, 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 wait. You, you just fell into so let me universalism. Ask you, let me ask you, Hold on. Let me, you ask you, let, let me ask you. A hundred Christians. How do you decide? How do you determine? I already, I already said. How do, you, how do you determine who who is an actual real Christian who's actually safe or not? I already said if they believe the gospel and uh, if if they believe the gospel and if they believe the gospel, then their life will reflect that. What's the gospel? We we've already gone over that. No, just tell me again because you seem to be running away from it. What is the gospel? If they, they all say, I believe the gospel. I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died for me. They all say that. Does that mean okay, if all they believe that Jesus is, uh, is part of the Trinity, if he, they believe that he is the uh, Son of God, that he, that he died on the cross for their sins because they were sinners and that they deserve the wrath of God, and they, they come to the knowledge that they are going to stand before a holy and righteous God. I mean, maybe they saw a Ray Comfort video. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a sinner. You know, I've lied. I've, I've stolen. I've done this. And, and I'm going to die. I'm going to stand before a holy and righteous God. And nothing that I can do can save myself because I'm not good enough. And, oh, boy, what am I going to do? 
And so then somebody says, you know what? Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, died on the cross for your sins. He stood in your place. And if you believe in him, in, in the biblical Christ, uh, then, then you are saved. That's, that's pretty much the gospel right there. It's you're saved by faith alone, in Christ alone, by grace alone, to the glory of God alone. What about Romans 1, Romans 3, that, that all have sinned for the glory of God, that no man is able to choose God? What about yeah, this? I, I, I agree what with that. I, I agree with that. Yeah. You did, you did not include. You did. You did not include that in the gospel. Well, no, because that's, is, that's not part of the gospel. Of course that's it not, is. Are you so, kidding? So okay, okay, yes. Is. So that's the problem between you and I. Okay, but the gospel is completely different from what I understand the gospel is. Okay, okay, and, and I've already said that. I've already said. Yeah. That so, you're adding... so for you to sit there and point your finger at me like the judge is, is not correct. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You need to repent from your version of what you understand as the gospel, because what you have is just Maybe one I part do. of the gospel. Maybe what, I what do. What you have is just one part of the gospel. Here's the, the thing: the gospel, the gospel is the full, complete Bible from beginning to end. It teaches. Whoa! Right? So you have to believe in. Hold on, you have to believe in. Do you believe in a six-day creation? Or are you a framework guy, or what are you? No, we're not going there. Okay. No, you said but you it, said it's the whole no, it's the whole but Bible. But I just asked you out of a hundred guys, how do you determine? You're like, okay, if he does this, if he does this. No, no, not this. does, well, not does. It's based off what you believe. It's based. Well, look, it's the look. same thing. If, if he believes this, if he believes that, if he believes that, I'm telling you. Are you glad that this me, isn't? Are you I'm, glad I'm that this you. isn't live? <laughs> hey, hold on, real quick. Hey, guys. No, it's gonna go live anyway. I, I don't care. Yeah. It's gonna be posted hey, up. It doesn't hold matter. Hold on, hold but on. What I'm trying to point to you, what I'm trying to point to you is you're you're applying a double standard here. No, okay. I'm not. You're saying no, I'm not. if I'm, you're saying that I, I point my finger at someone and say, if you believe in election, if you believe in in sanctification, if you believe in imputed righteousness, then you're saved. But now you're saying, okay, but how you judge a person is if they believe in Jesus Christ, if they believe that He died on the cross, if they believe that they're sitting in their sins, you're doing the same thing. Let me, doing let me the ask, exact same thing that I'm doing. Let me ask a question. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, uh, do I need to repent? Uh, probably. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'd hope that I'm you know, th that I'm teachable enough to acknowledge that, yeah, I need to repent. I believe that all uh, sin is, is first intellectual error. And I, I included that in an article that I wrote that sin is, is first intellectual and that I have erroneous views. So yeah, I, I think that I, you know, that there's probably something that I need to repent of. What I've done is you've asked me, what is the gospel? How would I know? Or, and, and by the way, I, I don't know if I could know in, in the ultimate sense because I don't know a person's heart and I know that there are counterfeits out there. So basically, I mean, I, it, it wouldn't be just a, a one conversation where I'd look at 100 people and I would be able to judge them. Not in that sense. But when we talk about judging, the Bible does tell us to judge and, and the, the, to judge rightly, which is to be able to discern truth from error. And I'm, I'm basically saying, brother, that you are in error. And, and, you know, it, it's really, it's really interesting because I'm telling you that what you espoused earlier is, is Rome's view of regeneration, that it's a process. Okay. And, I don't want to go to regeneration. We could do that in another topic, right? Okay. What okay. We're that, that's, here, that's what fine. we're Let's... talking about here is how are we determining, and it goes into the Lordship salvation, how are we determining who is okay. a Christian? But here's and the when thing. they die, not, it, state, are on. they truly saved or not? Okay. And I need to, I need to, I need to say this as well i've not added anything to the gospel i've told you what i what the gospel is and i've not added any conditions so when you said that there's no condition for salvation that leads straight into universalism you don't even have to believe in christ anymore 
to be saved. There's no condition. Every, if there's no condition, then everybody gets saved. So there is a condition for salvation. It's believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Uh, <laughs> that's not it. That's okay. That's just one part of the of the gospel. Here that's the is. summation of the gospel. That no, is the summation. No, it's not. Okay, no, no, it's not. Maybe, no, it's okay. not. Really, really quick. I'm, I want to I want to pose a question. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. No, it's not. Tell me what the summation of the gospel is. There's three three truths to a gospel. The first truth is you must believe in Jesus Christ in order to be saved. The second Which is truth what I said. is I know, but you left out the other two truths. The okay. second truth is no man can believe in Jesus Christ because he's carnal and he's a god hater at heart. You forgot about that. So you, if you just say believe in Jesus Christ without the second truth, that doesn't work because no man can believe in Jesus Christ in order to be saved. That's the first truth. The second truth is no man can believe. The okay. third truth is that's why God had to send Jesus Christ to die for him so that salvation does not require for the man to believe, but it is the result of him believing. It is the result of him already being elected, being given salvation. Acts 13, 48. All who heard the gospel were ordained before to eternal life ended up believing. Right. Okay. Let, let me say this. I agree with those scriptural truths. I agree that you are the enemy of God prior to salvation. I agree that you are dead in your trespasses and sins following the course of this world and the prince of the power of the air that's now at work in the sons of disobedience. I believe that. I believe that those are, are biblical truths. I do not believe that they are necessary for salvation for somebody to understand that. And I think that you would be hard-pressed to, to show me that any Old Testament person who was saved or the thief on the cross who was saved knew and understood all of those things that you said. So let's just leave it at that. You, you've said, you've said uh, I think Joseph wants to get in here and say that. Um, uh, he wants to get in here and say something. Uh, and, and maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it would help us to calm down because you seem to be getting upset. And I, I, don't, I don't want you to get upset. Well, I, I want this to be a discussion, not you yeah. convicting me or me convicting you. So you can't sit there and say, I hold you to that and you have to be repented of. I think hey, that's ridiculous. Hey, I, think, I think it's ridiculous. I think you're playing, you're playing Lord and Judge, and I don't think that's right. What, by by telling you that, you, that that's heretical? No, because you haven't let me finish what I'm trying to say, but you stopped me halfway. So you see, you, it's like you're taking just one text and just twisting it. I haven't finished what I'm trying to say here. Okay, so that's, that's fine. So you just yeah. me halfway in saying that. Yeah, if, it, if leads you, us, it leads us into distraction. Now I have to defend myself. That's what we're yeah. not getting anyway. Yeah, of, right? course you, of course you do. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. If you want to go ahead and explain yourself further so that that way what you said earlier is now null and void, then you're just going to be contradicting yourself because what you already said is Roman Catholic is the Roman Catholic view of regeneration. So let me go ahead and let Joseph respond. Uh, Joseph is, I think, dying to, to get in here. I am, um, and I'm the calm one this time, so that's nice. Um, it's not always that way. Uh, if you if you met me outside, if you're, you were somebody I talked to on a regular basis, you wouldn't think I was the calm one. Um, but um, so my, my question is, um, so if somebody were preaching the gospel and they didn't go through those three points, are they, are they preaching it wrong? If they're preaching the gospel? And okay, so, so, oh, sorry, sorry, so that might, that, might, that might sound contradictory to you. If they are attempting to preach the gospel, there we go. That's mm -hmm. their goal, right? So, and they don't get so, through those three points. Are they doing it wrong? So what are they preaching? Give me an example. Um, like, if, if, you know, you, you've transgressed a holy God. You need to repent and believe uh, in, in Jesus. Um, okay. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm super simplifying it. You know, obviously, you, I, I could, you know, go down the list. Of, I get it. I get it. I get it. But when you preach the gospel, it's not as easy as someone who just say, okay, or no. You know, it always goes to 
who is Jesus, what has he done, uh, why yeah, is I'm, he here, why are I'm, we like I'm, that? I'm, I'm talking about the presentation of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so if, I'm, if I'm just present, presenting it, I'm not getting into the apologetic part of the conversation where it's like dialogue back and forth, but if I'm just preaching it to a crowd of people, I do open-air evangelism, so, so this is something I, I do. Um, so I'm, that's what I'm asking is, so if, if I just talk about repentance of faith, and if somebody comes up to me, that turns into a dialogue. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the, the, the communicating it abroad. If they don't get into, uh, into those things, are they doing it wrong? Or if I'm not getting to those things, am I doing it wrong? How you preach it is completely up to you. Um, okay. I, can't, I can't say you're right or wrong in doing that. It's just how you converse with the person when they're asking you questions, but the information you give them. Mm -hmm. you, you, I, I don't think it's right that you leave them short of understanding of those three conditions. Of those well, three let, let me ask you, let me ask you. So if, if he preaches the gospel, if he preaches the gospel the way that he's saying, and the person goes away believing in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation, but they don't understand that they were the enemy of God. They don't understand that, that uh, they were dead in their trespasses and sins. They don't understand any of these things. Then he's doing a great disservice to them because they're not ultimately saved and he hasn't preached the gospel at all. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that. You said that the gospel say, included I, those three things, and those other two things haven't been preached. So I, how, how are I you? would say that he has sown a seed, and God's going to make it grow, and during the growing process, they're going to be brought to the knowledge of what? Leading the word and understanding what the doctrines of grace is, and understanding what these truths are. Right? So has, has, if has, I'm preaching repent and believe, does that mean I'm preaching works? I'm sorry, what? If I preach re repentance and faith, right? If I'm just saying you need to repent from your sins and turn to God, uh, because because you are you are a transgressor of the law, um, and and if you don't trust in uh, trust in God, trust in the work of Christ, you know for your salvation, you'll you'll suffer eternal judgment. Uh, so you need to repent. You need to turn from your sins um, and believe in Christ. Am I? I'm not preaching workspace. Am I? Well, I don't know. Are you just standing and yelling that out to somebody when they walk by? Hey, you need to repent of your sin. If you don't believe in God, you're going to die and go to hell. So do something. Is that what you're saying? Well, well, wait me, a minute. Wait a minute. He just, he just told you what he's what he's saying. Yeah, he I'm told... saying exactly what I just said. Yeah, he's but, so so. Uh, that's what you heard. Yeah. What would yeah. your just what would your what would your like what would your thought process on that be? Well, I I don't think that a person would just easily say, "Hey, okay, they're going to talk to you, and you're going to have to converse with them. They're going to then you're going to have to explain the gospel to them, right? Do you think that that's the whole gospel you just said? No, I'm just I just want to you know the I guess this this is this is um. This is what I'm kind of what I'm getting at is that um, in um, when 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 Jesus and the apostles preached the gospel um, when they were preaching it out, you know, they were they were and this is in their examples, right? Looking looking up when they did it. Um, now I, I also uh, hold that there's a distinction between teaching and preaching. Okay, so um, but um, they they didn't talk about you know. Um, you know, sovereign grace or going to the doctrines of election. They just talk, talk to people about their need uh, for a savior uh, and faith. Um, you know, when, when, um, when Peter, um, you know, was preaching and they said, what must we do to be saved? He said, repent and be baptized. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's not teaching a workspace gospel because Peter didn't do that. He's not a heretic. Right. Okay. So if I did that, that would be fine. Of course, you know, maybe we're going to get to conversations and stuff later, but if I stop right there with that as an answer, I just answered like Peter did. Right. And so if someone, asks, if someone asks you, well, what must I do to be saved? Yeah, and, and I say, and and I say repent and be baptized. Right. Yeah, well, of course, you know, that, that I, I, I mean, I think, I wonder if, I think there's one time where he just said that, but, um, 
but I mean, that's not a workspace gospel. I can preach that, and you wouldn't, well, you wouldn't buy my my uh, video afterwards. And I can and also that. bring you to Acts chapter two, where Peter gave a long presentation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, don't think it was the same, I don't think it was the same way every time, though. So what we can't do is just go to the one that that fits your, uh, you know, your argument, right? We have to look at all of them, and um, and then use all of them. And so if one time he didn't, that means that it's not a requisite, right? We can't just. Yeah, but we, we, we have, have to also understand. That message we, we don't really understand the background, the backdrop of that whole area of that time, because what we know from that time was is this whole mass of growth in this new gospel being preached. And it's circulating around that area, and people heard about it. And so now, when Peter, Peter said, "Repent and be baptized," you could assume that they already heard kind of this this yeah. gospel, what it's about, right? No, you're so reading that into the scripture. Yeah, that's an argument well, for silence. It doesn't well, say that, so we can't assume it. Yeah, right. Uh, you, right. You'd have to. Sh that, but, that's I but the danger, but the danger here, but the danger when we just say repent and believe, we could just leave someone not really understanding the full gospel. Now you can take responsibility and just teaching them exactly what's in the gospel. You know, depravity. An ability to choose God. So you're, saying, you're saying the danger is that Peter did it wrong when he when he when he did it that way. And if I did it that way too, I would be I would be in danger. No, I'm I'm saying at Peter's time, like I said, what they've circulated around there. Like I said, you yeah. might have knowledge already because just to leave it like that, you can see in Acts two, Peter took time to also explain. It. Yeah, but he didn't do that in the other one. So I'm talking about like 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 I, like I said, we can't just look at the one that that where he did more, right? We can yeah. look at the one where he did less and and agree that. That Peter, having been with Christ for three years, knowing knowing what Christ taught, right? He knew he knew the doctrines. He understood, you know, he made mistakes here and there, and we we all agree to that. But he he knew what Jesus taught intimately. What was in John chapter you know chapter six? He knew that. Um, he actually responded to that, right? Mm -hmm. But um, but he didn't he didn't get into the depth that you're that you're saying that we sh that we should do every time. It seems like. And no, so saying, no, no, no. What I'm saying for me when I preach and I present the gospel with somebody, I want to just explain to them exactly everything. But if time is short and if all you can say is repent and believe, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Okay. You're sowing the seed. There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is when that person takes it away and it doesn't grow within them, they're not brought to understanding the word and go drag, you know, dragged yeah. by God to read the Bible yeah. for it oh, to grow. I, I, well, let me ask you this. Let's say that they do repent and they do believe uh, that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and that they can't do anything to earn God's favor and that they're in trouble on the day of judgment. So they, they uh, believe in the Jesus Christ uh, is the second person of the Trinity and that, or that he's part of the Trinity and that he is the son of God, that he is born of a virgin. Um, I may have already said this, but that he died and rose again on the third day. So if they repent and they believe that, are they saved? How would they believe all that stuff? How they know gift. all that stuff? It's a gift of faith. Because I told them. Because I told them. Because I'm standing on, the, on my little soapbox, mm. and um, I'm preaching the, the gospel, and they, they stop and they hear me long enough to say those, those truths, and they, 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 they immediately start repenting. And now I'm telling you what's happening, okay, in, in my little scenario. They start repenting and they say, I believe and that, that Jesus is enough for me, that he died on the cross for my sins, and that I can't do anything. And that's that's what I've said. So so th they, they know that because I've said that to them. Are they you know, saved? So, so you know who else gives this kind of a gospel? Bill Graham, Joel Osteen. They all say this kind of <laughs> Well, the first off, Joel Osteen doesn't tell anybody to repent, so that's unfair. 
Yeah, they, that, that's, they do. That's a they fallacy. do. Come on. That's they, do, they do say believe in Jesus Christ. They do all this, and then they add a, a bunch of other stuff. But they do say stuff like that. Yeah, okay. so did, people can so just go all that stuff like that. Exactly. So I, I smell a fallacy, okay? So when you have to, that's a loaded question if you're asking me. Do I... How do I know what's in their heart? How, how do I know what, what they actually believe? Do they, do they no, know? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay. In our scenario, I'm telling you that they do believe and that they, they are repenting. Is that repenting not? Is that repenting not? from what? what? What I just said, their sin. You're, you're, making, you're making this complicated because I think that you're resisting the conclusion. No, because there's, there, people understand repenting, repentance as a different thing. Oh, and uh, by the way, it was an abusive ad hominem fallacy uh, earlier when you equate. You said, "Well, that's what so and so teaches," uh, as if the, the 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 because that's what they teach that it's therefore necessarily wrong. And just just so that everybody's aware, um, I am not getting help in this debate. So nobody is texting me with these things. I am I'm speaking for myself. And I'm just pointing out to you that that's a, an abusive ad hominem fallacy, not the same thing as an ad hominem reply, which is what I gave earlier. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a broken, clock, a, a broken clock can be right twice a day. Jolo can say something that's true. So but, what's an abusive ad hominem again? What did I do? Uh, you basically – here, let me look it up. You basically uh, – said that I was wrong on the basis that somebody else believes. It's, it's basically like, well, that's what Hitler believes, so you can't believe it. That, that's wrong. What are you talking about? What, give me, quote no, me. When you, 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 you reference Billy Graham and Joel Osteen, that's what yeah. he's talking oh, about. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. When you said, well, that's what Joel Osteen teaches, and that's what Billy Graham teaches. So your argument, unless you want to elaborate on your argument, was so therefore it's wrong. Uh, that, was the, that was the strong implication of your argument because you left it at that. Who cares therefore, if therefore what's wrong? What did I say? What what I'm what what I'm saying is wrong because you said that what I'm saying no. is exactly what Joel no. Osteen and, 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 and I never said what you're saying is wrong. I'm saying what you say, the, the gospel that you're preaching is the same thing that a lot of every single every single preacher in this world preaches. Right. It's easy. So it's what? easy to preach that. So, so so what's your point? So what's the difference between you preaching and them preaching? What's the difference? Well, well if I if I just if, 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 if you can call them a false prophet or a false teacher and, and their audience is gonna sit there and you can say those guys are actually not real Christians because they're listening to this kind of gospel, then what's your audience gonna think? What can I say about your audience and what you present them? Well, first of all, I'm not I'm not uh, Joel Osteen doesn't talk about sin. He doesn't talk about it's a it's a man centered it's a prosperity gospel. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying to this person who was, I was on my soapbox five minutes ago in our little scenario, that they are a wretch, that they are a sinner, and they know and that they believe in our scenario, that they believe that they are uh, not good enough to, to earn any merit before God and that without Christ that they're completely lost. I mean, I, I nothing that I said reflects any of what Joel Osteen teaches. It yeah, wasn't well, now, prosperity. You, now, now it's different. Now it's different what you're saying. No, oh man, you need to go back and listen to what I said earlier because I said that you know that they that they they can't earn any any uh, any merit that they believe that they're going to die and stand before a holy God and that they're in trouble. They say, "Oh boy, I'm in trouble." So you need to go back and listen to that because I've not changed what I've said. I've not added any any requirement or any, anything to it now that makes it valid. Mm -hmm. here, here, hold on, real quick. So we we then so we we sidetracked, and that's my fault. Um, 
because uh, I started talking about preaching and, and how to communicate it. Um, let's let's pause on that, and then uh, and then that way you can uh, talk about uh, your view on lordship. Well, I wait a minute. I want to know if if Peter would say that that person can be saved if they believe in in what I said, and they repent. Can and and I'm not adding repentance as as repentance regeneration precedes faith it precedes repentance i'm saying that that's just merely an evidence of what is going on in their heart or, or what god is actually doing in them can that person be saved i want i want a definitive answer if if that person can be saved believing the things that i have just told them and if would you like for me to go over them again yeah go over it again okay that they are a sinner that they're a wretch that they are made okay i'm adding made in the image of god because i didn't say that earlier so i'm not going to say that that they're a sinner that they're going to die and that they're going to stand before a holy god that, that they, they can't do anything to earn god's favor that they can't do anything to to save themselves and that their only hope is is in jesus christ and two thousand years ago christ died on the cross for their sins he stood in their place and that he paid the penalty, he lived, the, you know, he paid the penalty for them, that he was perfect. And I think earlier I added that he was born of a virgin, that he uh, was resurrected on the third day, and they, they believe in that and they repent of their sin. Can they be saved? So you're asking me, is the person saved? If, if they believe, if they believe. No, 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 no. Why is this so hard? <laughs> no. If they believe that, if I, if I, that's what I'm saying. So nothing that I do can 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 bring about salvation i can't bring about conviction that's all the work of god yeah, but if if they believe that can yeah. they be saved well, i have to tell you tim i have to know the person i have to talk to them and see where they're at in what no no no, no. I'm, not, I'm not asking whether or not you you can know if they're saved i'm just asking can a person be saved a lot of like, forensically even just, like, like i said i can't give you a, a definite answer based upon this question I have to talk to the believer. I have to ask him what he what he got from you, because if he yeah. got the understanding that he's totally depraved, that God's election upon him was unconditional, that the atonement made on the cross was not was limited, it was effectual, and it wasn't for the whole world. If he understood all that stuff, he would be saved. If he if he did if he doesn't, if he thinks it's offered to everybody, if he thinks that he actually made a choice upon your preaching that he chose Christ, if he if he thought that it was some goodness in him. That his will is free, do whatever he wants. If he thought that he died like that, then he, then no, I have to talk to the person. So based upon what you're preaching, everybody preaches that. It just depends on how the person took it and take it away with him. Okay, so right. so then why did you not find fault earlier with Joseph when he said, "Is there anything wrong with me preaching the gospel like that?" He said, "No." You you basically said that he didn't do anything wrong. He's not preached the gospel according to you, and that person is going to go away not understanding limited atonement, not understanding um, the, the tulip, as, as you know, just Tim, for brevity's sake. Tim, the gospel, you can learn it when someone preaches to you. God's going to teach it to you. That's the fallacy of a relevant thesis right there. Because No, it's, no, it's not, because whatever you're going to preach to me, it doesn't really matter unless God does the work because it has to be spiritually discerned. I've already That's conceded that point. I've already conceded and, that and, point. And, and whatever you're going to preach to me, you're going to be brought to the Word of God, and God's going to bring you to the Word to read it and understand it. Agreed, agreed, there. agreed, agreed. So whether, whether, Joseph is preaching, whether Joseph is preaching that little sermon or your sermon, I can't say if it's, if it's going to save the person. Only God knows. 
but when he dies, what he what his faith is, how he believes in, this, in the moment of, he, of his death, if he still believe, like I said, if he still believe that he's got free will, that he's the one who chose God, that Christ died for the whole world. He's not regenerated. He has yet to be converted. He has yet to be brought to the knowledge of what okay. Christ does on the that's, cross. That's fine. We 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 can leave it there. Um, for for now. Um, I am strongly disagreeing with you. But All right. We we can we can leave it there. Um, I'm I'm strongly disagreeing with you too. So let's just leave it there and move on. Okay, Joseph, did you have anything else to? Uh... Not without starting it up all over again. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so let's. let's I, I agree. Hold, I agree. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. I, let I me. Agree. Let me look at the time. Let me see where we're at with this whole. We, we haven't debacle. even gotten to the lordship debacle. No, we haven't. Yeah. This no. is. Um. Th- we're at an hour and twenty nine minutes. Um. Let me. Let me ask you. Let you, me just throw in a quote. Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let's end this here for, for for the show, and we can keep going, and make it a part two. And and so so let me let me just go ahead and end it right now. Um, I I, I want to say thank you uh, to to Peter Joseph for coming on to Semper Reformanda Radio. I believe that that we're probably at about an hour and thirty minutes into our conversation. We're gonna keep recording with uh, Peter right now. And uh, we're going to get into the Lordship Salvation part. So we're gonna, there's going to be a part two to this. Um, Peter, uh, did you want to say anything before we, we check out? Um, no. Um, I'm, I've had uh, uh, a lot of things that I wanted to say, but I couldn't because you keep cutting me off <laughs> and pointing your finger at me. So that lets, leads me to have to defend myself and so that's why we're not getting anywhere just going around and around so when you get into a, right. a debatable topic you got to stay focused and just stay on the topic instead of getting distracted and just saying i got to call you on that you just got to keep going that let it come to full circle or else we're not going to go anywhere and i'm trying to bring us to the lordship salvation debate and how we got upon that was you said you went upon my friend you saw my post and i'm trying to tell you how i why i posted that give you the backdrop of that and from that, we can build upon that post according to Paul Washer and why he's preaching. What he's preaching, I think, is heresy. Okay, we good. Been able to do that. So, yeah, you're right. So, uh, folks, tune in next time. We're going to talk about that. Uh, God bless and thank you.